Everybody passes away, but in here, you live forever. You are now tuned into Quotes by Many Podcast. Welcome. I'm your host, Benny. You can find me on Instagram at Benny underscore Margella, along with my co-host. G, you can find me on Instagram at Way to Go Smiles. And we are Quotes by Many Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Quotes by Many. How y'all doing today? Hope y'all having a great day. We got a special guest today, Drizzy. How you doing today, man? All is well. I'm glad, man. Where can they find you at on Instagram? You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Big Drizzy, B-I-G-G Drizzy. <laughs> Everything big. Yes, sir. That's what I like, man. But we want to start our podcast with a quote of the day. We want to know what's your favorite quote that you live by? Oh, I'm not sure if this is a quote. Yeah, I live with morals and principles. Okay. And how you apply that to your life? I think everybody have a code they just live by in life. I like to move with integrity, respect, respect others, to give respect, giving back. Definitely. So you built your name off respect? Yeah, for sure. That's good. So what's the value of that? What's the, why you think that's so important to have respect? To have respect, like having money, get you out of jams, have people have faith in you, believe in you, honor you, look out for you. Respect can hold like a triangle, like many different angles. Respect can hold you down. Definitely. I believe that. So with respect, that's how you got to where you are now in life? Yeah, for sure. And I say, um, this is like when you're a kid, you know, some people respect you because you got a bunch of brothers or you got dress nice, stuff like that. I was the only child, so I had to always move different to to stand out and, and just make sure like I, I wasn't playing. I got a sister. I thought people were the only child, they always, they spoil you. So you would spoil you growing up? I was. I mean, I feel like my mom did what a parent's supposed to do. A, a parent's supposed to look out for their kid, get what you, you know what I'm saying, what you need, not what you want. I mean, as long as my grades or something was good, I did what I did, had to do on my end. Like my mom, she took care of me. My father wasn't really present for real. I was going to ask that. Raised by a single mother as well, and as well too. But your father was locked up? Yeah, my father did like nine years from when I was born to the fourth grade. And then when he came home, we had like our own relationship. I know him. Like, I got access to him. We just got our own relationship. It's not like a father-son relationship. It's more like like we friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I feel G with you growing up with no dad. Because his dad did nine years. Yeah, too. my father did nine years, too. Uh... She was out on bail, I think, my whole eighth grade. Then he went in ninth grade. I ain't seen him like 21, 22. You know what I mean? It was just, it was definitely saying, it ain't no father-son type relationship. It's more like, ain't got no bond or nothing. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was, Me and my it, father, we do got a little bond. I will say he helped put respect to my name as well, though, because so I grew up in Maryland and D.C., so... I grew up in D.C. because of him. When he came home, he was living in Southeast. I started just, you know what I'm saying, going to my father's house on weekends, summers. It just wasn't consistent. Yeah. And then as as I started getting older and see what's going on, I just started going around that neighborhood on my own just to hang with my friends. And I still got those relationships to this day. So but if it wasn't from him, I wouldn't have those relationships and, like, face card, like, you know what I'm saying, in that neighborhood or whatever, like, it helped build who I am today. Definitely. Seeing a single mother, 
like saying my mother, you know, just hustle and going hard. That's I think that's where my ambition came. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's one of my biggest goals to yeah. be able to have enough money so my mom can start working. Like in the next two years, I don't want to see her working. That's my goal. That's good, bomb. That's a that's great goal to have. Most people don't even talk or think like that no more. The move they mom or the move they dad or, or the world like yeah. her and my grandma like yeah, me too. Me too. My grandma raised me. Like I owe them millions of dollars. <laughs> they got me. They got, got me you. out of some jobs. Like for your mom, if you got a, a real mom, like she she gonna hold you down. Yeah, it's no love you know like saying? your mother. Like my mother with me, regardless if I'm right or wrong, she gonna. Yeah, you don't do right no in. wrong in a mom's ass. Like you can kill ten people, be in front of the judge. Everybody say he did it, and she still like, nah, like, not my boy. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's a mom for you. Nah, definitely. So growing up, it was hard for you. Did that give um, you that hunger? I feel like my story. I feel like it's, it's a, I got a story like a lot of people wouldn't even know. You know, what I'm saying about me for real. Like I really, I was born in Virginia, so I lived in Virginia till. Third grade with my grandma. My mom had me at 17, so she couldn't really take care of me. So I lived with my grandma. And then, like, around fourth grade, I moved with her, like, down the street from yet in Temple Hills. Then, um, like I said, my father came home around that time. I lived in Temple Hills, and I used to go on the south side, like, back and forth. From there, I lived in Temple Hills. I stayed back that year in fourth grade. My mom, like I said, I wasn't getting good grades, so she wasn't trying to really do shit for me. Like, she wasn't putting me in camp or all that shit because she was like, I ain't deserve it. I was just outside for real. Like, I was just an outside kid, like, just like being outside, like, playing basketball, riding football, riding bikes, playing knick-knock, like, the, the yeah. typical kid, stuff you do yeah. around the way. You know what I'm saying? I was a really around the way kid, like, going to other apartment complexes, hanging with them on Brinkley Road and stuff like that. Like, I'm, I'm just familiar with the DMV, like heavy. And being outside, like at an early age, did that help you, like, be more independent? Because it, it helped me be independent because I ain't have, like, restrictions. Like, my mom let me explore more yeah. of what I have, I wanted to do. Like, she, she just let me be. You know what I mean? She ain't say, oh, you had to be home and you can't be outside. You can't be around these people. She just let me really explore. And I feel like that's what, like, helped me be more independent. I feel like my mom, she didn't let me, but I just did it. She a single mom, so she at work. Like, it's the summertime. She at work from 9 to 5. I'm supposed to be in the house just chilling, like, wait for her to come home, then go outside. Like, nah, I'm, I'm going to go outside. And I lock the door myself, and I open the door. Like, I'm going to go outside, come back before she get home, then go back outside. You know what I'm saying? In the summertime, or when you get out of school, we get out of school, like, 2 o'clock, and we used to walk to school. I had freedom. Like, I had to be independent and cook for myself or go to ice cream truck for myself, like just little small shit, like gather up change to try to go to Wendy's <laughs> or something or seven eleven, like like I used to had to survive the fittest. Even though it wasn't like we was broke or anything, but we I was on my own. I had to wait for her to like get home. She might have some meals or something cooked already, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like outside definitely raised me faster and what People be saying like I'm ahead of my time because I just I paid attention to what the big boys are doing. Right. Why even small things like the big boys on one side of the court, basketball court, the young is on it. You want to be on the, the big boy court. You want right. to prove to them that you can hoop with <laughs> them. You right. know what I'm saying? So nice. I had them hoop dreams too. So 
So you was hooping at uh, high school, college, or middle, middle school? Because that's, yeah. that's how you met Nod. Yeah, but Nod, yep. I met Bernard, so that's why I moved. I had moved to, um, like, Sula and Forestville. I lived in Temple Hills. So I lived in, I lived in Virginia to third grade. Like, that summer, going to fourth, I moved to Temple Hills. I lived in Temple Hills for, like, three years, and then I moved to Sula and, like, Forestville. Um, and, and the townhouses, like, in between Forest Creek. Swan Road, like, so it was, like, really in between both of us. I, I was cool with people from Swan. I was cool with Forest Creek, but I gravitated more to, like, hang around Forest Creek. And stuff. So that's when I met Bernard, though, but we used to play basketball at Sula Rex Center, play AU together. So You was, you was hoping at, uh, in high school, too? Yeah, I played for WASS. My grades was always messed up, though, so I always played, like, summer league, fall league, <laughs> and then the, the grades come out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't play, huh? Yeah, I can't play, but I, was always, <laughs> I always played AU, though, so I played for one of the biggest AU teams in the nation. So a lot of my, my boys made it to the league, D1. I kept those relationships, you know what I'm saying? So I, I still got to play to the top level of people across the world just – I never just stayed focused with school, like which that it really it really counts though. Like the politics of your grades yeah. and stuff. You could be better than a whole basketball team, but elaborate you about that, man. Tell the kids about their yeah. grades and what they if doing now. With your grades, it's, it's a wrap for real. Like, what do you think that teaches? That teaches responsibility. It shows it's discipline, responsibility, integrity too. Like it just shows you're not lazy. That you're gonna go home, do your homework, do what you gotta do. And then, and, take care and then take care of the court. Same in the real world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Once you get older, you gotta you got responsibility. You gotta stay on top of you. Then you got bills. You know what I mean? You learning things from your homework and little stuff doing the simple stuff to yeah, school real life stuff. Is, is you know what I mean? Preparing you for the real world. It's it's stuff that everybody could say like they could do differently or they could teach this, teach that, but they still preparing you. I don't think grades determines if you like smart, smart or dumb, dumb yeah, yeah that's nah. gonna make you more successful than nah. the next person but you do gotta handle you gotta try you just gotta try but I, I used to did I wasn't trying I, I wouldn't do my homework and shit intentionally like I could do the work I just ain't they feel say, like they doing say just showing up is you beating 90% of your competition right but just that's one thing up. I did Wise was a fun school so I always was Going to school. The only t- if only time I wasn't coming to school, I probably skipping with a girl. <laughs> but if you showing up, you want to study. <laughs> I never studied. I probably studied I mean, like, one time. Go to school. Me, I'm on like in the end of the books lately. But if I'm in school, I'm like I'm in this class. I'm I'm like, school, even me. in college, I probably study one time, and I just like this ain't, ain't for me. <laughs> 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 Do you I think really try pay attention? <laughs> like read thirty minutes in. I can't do it. <laughs> but so that's just me. I beat myself. Like that's me being lazy. Even today, like. I'm an IT major. Like, I wish I really would have took it serious because that could be another hustle under my belt that I could be running this business, this business, and still be doing IT from home for a few hours making six figures a year. You know what I'm saying? So I do regret not putting my all into it or at least, like, taking advantage of it. Could have did some internships and stuff like that while I was in college. Do you think going to college was worth it? A lot of people say nah, no, college is worth it or not. 100%. And mainly the networks. The, that's what I, the and that's what I tell anybody. I said the network. My, my network from college is like the best. I thing. know Masons. I know good Greek guys, female Greeks. I could go to any city and Mason I know people love, in people other cities that's, that's successful. 
I go to New York. I go to Atlanta. Like, and really tap in with people and have a good time or just just be in tune to something positive versus the stuff every day, like, that's just going on in D.C. So circle is everything. Just the people you surround yourself with? That's what they say. So they judge by who you hang with. So if everybody on the corner selling drugs and but you not selling drugs, but you hang with all these people, you're going to be judged with guilty by association. My mom used to always tell me that though, all the time. That's a quote right there, too, though. Guilty by association. Because you could be the positive person out your group. Just wrong place at the wrong time. It's somebody around you that don't like you just because you're doing positive. I used to be, I used to come home from school. People would say slick shit like, oh, you're in college, like... Like, I'm soft or something, like, just because I, <laughs> I go to college, like, I'm trying to better my life. Right. Like, I, that mean I can't fight or I can't do the same. Like, we, we grew up in the same apartments or same area. Like, I'm on the same bullshit you on, but I move different. You know what I'm saying? That's how it is. You got to just I show love from a distance. Yeah. I can't, and people I, will definitely love you when you're not in their way. If they feel like you too close to what they got going on. You be y'all both selling food or both throwing parties. And once they feel like you you outshining them, it's like that's when it's an issue. But, but do you feel like that or do you feel like let's get some money together? That's being a part of being on the same page. Like if everybody's on the same page, that's just in life. Black people as a whole. If everybody on the same page, it's like black people are the only ones don't really yeah. stick together. You got that's Asians, true. the Asians work together, the Africans work together. Like, white people, they work together. Like, it's, you don't got a bunch of black groups that's, like, Stick together and stay together. Dominating real estate or yeah. just dominating. This is it's P. Diddy, Jay-Z. Like, it's a selective few that yeah. we name. Like, and people always throw negative shit on them. Like, trying to find stuff to talk shit about. The few people that we got. We got to do better as a whole as our community. So, if the Diddy, Jay-Z. That's a they inspiration. You know what I'm saying? I, def, I was a music producer. I produce my own music. I manage music artists. I directed videos. I own businesses like them. So it's definitely like a mogul type of thing. But I say on a smaller level because it didn't ex- explode like how it is did. But it's different timing for everybody. Who knows, man? I might get back into music behind the scenes or something like as an investor or anything. But I think my I think my route is more silent than this. Like, because I'm a business owner and all that stuff, but it's just not seen to the world. Like, if you know, you know. They say every every boss is once a worker. That being a worker helps you. It's capable. You know yeah, I mean? and so I believe that 100%. The, the few jobs I did after I graduated college, I had jobs. And I took what I learned from them jobs. With I probably worked for about two years. And I took from what I learned from them. Helped it with my businesses. One of my jobs, it was a temp agency job. I was working for a government contracting company. My boss used to always tell me, like, little tedious things, like, call this company for them to come out and get some work done or something. I just, I'm just learning, like, oh, so this is what they do, you know what I'm saying? Like, they calling somebody to come cut the grass or a plumber to come fix their toilets and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Get, get quotes before you move forward with them. Like, don't just go with the first company that give you a quote, you know, so compare the prices. The then I started working with a, a construction company, but I was doing bidding. So that really helped, like, far as learning about contractors and stuff. So learning construction, like the build-outs, who to call for, just drywall, or garbage removal, and stuff like that. Like, it's a lot of things 
you gotta you just learn to be able to build out your own space because like we built our studio from the ground up like we built the walls we built the learned about framing and drywall and certain nails you used to paint in you gotta you gotta caulk the walls all that stuff like you never gonna really know until you do like if I really wanted to, I I could get my hands dirty and, and build my own stuff. I ain't into it. You don't like getting your hands dirty? So you nah, want to start I'm, type, I'm like Diddy. That's like Diddy has the vision. I'd rather pay people to get it done Diddy, for me. Diddy got on like he got on he got on some of them videos himself. Did it, did it, did it, did it, I mean that's that's young like Diddy, but older Diddy. Saying. But you still in the young. You still I'm talking. Like, you got you come up with the plan and you put everybody in position to get it done. So you know somebody that's you can't do everything yourself. Oh. So sure. you gotta put everybody in position with their strong points. So if you know somebody that's good at, like that's what assistance and stuff for. Like some people enjoy doing that stuff, like drawing up contracts, calling these people to to get X, Y, and Z done. If you about to throw a party or something, like you got you know the person to call for balloons, you know the person to call for a stage. Sometimes you need those people to get those contacts because it's gonna get real frustrating on you trying to. Be the visionary, the yeah. director. Like it's it's gonna get overwhelmed. Uh, it's not gonna come out the way you want it to be yeah. done. And that, but I don't believe in being a perfectionist though, because that stop you from starting. Yeah, it just it's, it's gonna stop you where you start because right. you don't want it to be perfect. A lot of people feel like that because they just think they worried about everybody's opinion. That's what it is with this podcast, like man. yeah, you gotta yeah, be uncomfortable. And one. it's about quality. Like long right. the quality, cool. Like even right. like. The camera see like y'all equipment. Like I say y'all like I like that y'all put money into what y'all doing because y'all doing it. Versus it's people I see people all the time on the internet. Should I start a podcast? If I start a podcast, what y'all want to hear or what uh, you support? Like yeah. just do just it. Do it yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you already feeling right there trying to get everybody paying, yeah. and everybody, that's why. And that's why I said before everybody's not on the same page, so they might be. They are. They want. They might be already doing their podcast, and you get in their lane. Like nah, like <laughs> get out, get out the way. They're what, not gonna see see your vision. So what's the number? What's the what's some things that you learn from building out that studio? Like you know, what I mean, like some some lessons that you learn. There's no shortcuts. You can't cheat that shit. Even can't if it's like, to the even I'm talking about to the like to the to the quality of the nails. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't cheat it. Like unless. Only thing you can cheat is stealing material or something. <laughs> you gotta you gotta pay for quality. Like everybody gonna say they could do this, they could do that. And then when you put them on the that front street, they they might disappoint you. You gotta be ready for them setbacks. Everything might not go as planned. You might have a, a due date. You wanna open this day and realistically it's not gonna happen. So I don't believe in like setting dates anymore like that. Like, like, did, that did that disappointed you? Like the, you had certain dates and you couldn't knock it down. Yeah, like, not because it it slows up the process. But yeah. it's like that's a challenge right there. Like yeah. you can't give up. Some people might give up right there. Like really gonna make or break you. You know what I'm saying? Plus your everyday life that's going on. Like that's just one thing in your life going. On. You got to make sure. Like you get a flat on your way from here and that. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> nah, for real. So you, you gotta <laughs> focus on the solutions. Life. You know what I mean? On solving the problems when they come. So if it happened, like don't beat yourself up. You yeah. just gotta take that, take it to the chin. You know what I'm saying? Take the right procedures. Like a lot of us, if you, a lot of people try to bully their way out of some stuff. Like that's not always gonna work. You know what I'm 
saying? Trying to bully somebody, take it to a street perspective and all that stuff. It's just not going to work. You don't have to have insurance ready. You got to make sure they got insurance. and Just got to make sure all the, the paperwork is right. Make sure they re- check check reviews on people. <laughs> you got to really get a background check. Definitely. A lot of people say they can do this and do that. That slow up the they process. Really, they just stealing money. Like, because they're going to ask for a half deposit or something like that. And you never know what they going through in real life. They already got set in their mind that they probably about to run off on you or something like that. You thinking like, you trying to do a real Trying to get, yeah, get something done. Like, people still moving like they in the streets. You know what right. I'm saying? So, just got to be ready for them setbacks. I will say like, it, it's not always going to work out like this, though, but the business loan route is, is the best route to go for for business. Like, don't spend your own money. Like, if you got $20,000 and you're able to get forty from the bank, like, get that forty from the bank, save your twenty. When you open your business, your business will pay back that loan. Then you build your business credit, and then you get more money, and you're saving your money. So, so that's it. You didn't want to stop smacking because you may say you told me you put your own money up. Right, so I came out of pocket with Stop Smacking and my studio. Not only you got to build out the restaurant, then you got to buy your inventory, then you have money to pay the people that's working for you. That's going to be your biggest expense. You can't expect not to pay your workers. You can't do everything on your own. You can't serve everybody. You can't cook all the food. You can't make all the drinks. You can't can't do it all. You can't clean the restaurant every day by yourself, stuff like that, so... I had to pay your employees. What's the biggest thing you learned from starting your um your restaurant? Okay, just I say believe half of what you hear, half of what you see. People gonna fake it, fake it on their resumes. It's an unpredictable business. Every day is unpredictable. Learning something new from the customers to your employees. Every day is something new because your employee, you want your employees to have that Chick Fil A service, like to be extra nice and. But they might have a bad day before they come to work. You know what I'm saying? They might not be for what's going on. And then the customers come in and they on bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, it's a real unpredictable business. Just got to pay attention. You got to be real attentive. You got to be hands-on. What's the hours like you putting in behind the scenes? I'm the first one in the doors and the last to leave. Like, a lot. <laughs> I mean, a lot to you, though? It feel good, like even through the construction process. I used to, I ain't even had to be there, but I sit in there the whole time while they doing the construction. But that also makes them not bullshit, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. they, they like oh, yeah. FA here, right? They gonna, they gonna work. <laughs> I'm not gonna pay you. <laughs> I really, me and my partner really went like hand in hand. Shout out to Nunu. Really, like, he was by my side the whole way. We all we both sitting there from nine in the morning. 5 p.m. watching them do construction. And after that, we on the phone for two, three hours talking about plans for the restaurant. So how often when y'all first started, how often was y'all meeting? Like we, we had to circle back a little bit. Murph, he's the chef for Stop Smack. Murph, he originally, he was selling plates. And I took a liking to him selling plates. So I came up with the name Stop Smacking. I was the marketing. He was the chef. Good question. You came up with the name Stop Smacking. Did you automatically get the administrative paperwork on it? Nah, not yet. Did you know about that at the time? Yeah, because I already had the studio, so I already knew like, I had my LLC and trademark, all that stuff with Playground Entertainment. But there's levels also to a trademark. You could have a you could have a local trademark, or you could have a nationwide trademark, or you have a global trademark. So there's just a price difference in all levels, man. You can have lawyers involved, so nobody can use your name and stuff. So yeah, what and, level y'all think y'all, what level y'all 
if stops back and I got a global trademark. That's how big you was. That's how big you was. You try to take it. I right. pay that twenty five. All right, thank you, thank you. That boy, twenty five hundred, and I got right. a lawyer for that global <laughs> trademark. You know right. what I'm saying? That, you gonna have to stop smacking in Chinese, right? <laughs> <laughs> if somebody interested in ever buying, you know what I'm saying? You gotta go through this process, and then you work out the percentages from there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he started selling plates. And I was going to invest in the food truck. Instead of the food truck, um, we was looking for carryout space, but the carryout space ended up being hand to hand, the restaurant and lounge. And in between there, um, the guy Nunu I mentioned before, that was my my old basketball coach. He seen, he just believed in the vision that I, what I had going on from PGE. So he knew to, you from from. Uh, he knew me since I was like thirteen, or fourteen years old. So how was that? How important was that? To sustain that relationship, you know what I mean. Sometimes people, I don't even know my basketball coach. Yeah, but for y'all to even be to stick around, that's one of the official. Like, it's not too many of them. Like them OGs that still be around that really be in your ear, tell you right from wrong or that mental shit. Yeah, mental. Like he used to have a nice house up in Marlboro, or whatever. For the people who not, you know, what I'm saying tuned in from the DMV. That's like the suburbs of PG County. So he had a nice house. He. Would, Tell all the kids or even adults, like, come over instead of hanging outside around the way, you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of a group of guys hanging in front of a apartment building and stuff doing wrong, come chill in my backyard by my pool, you know what I'm saying? Just keep you out of trouble, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, motivation. And everybody around him, too, like, the other older guys, they successful, coaching us, too, and they just... And that's important to have a mentor. I posted that like yesterday because I got a few mentors that really teach me and keep me grounded. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mentally and they just, you know what I mean? Help, help, help a person out. Help I a person he, grow. He really like definition of like man time. You know what I'm saying? Like he was Every, talking about that. Everybody got their background from what they did or how they got there. You know what I'm saying? We all come from nothing at the end of the day. Like yeah. they make it harder for black people regardless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the process of getting a restaurant, Real estate, whatever, they gonna add extra two sentences that they wouldn't do, you know what I'm saying, to others. This he a real father, you know what I'm saying? Basketball coach dealing with endless other kids, husband, all that he he a definition of a successful black man, you know what I'm saying? That's that was older than me. And majority of other older guys I seen while I'm growing up, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, like I son them now, you know what I'm saying? That, that them OGs around the neighborhood, and shit, like they ain't doing for the community. They're not no OGs. If they ain't giving back. If they ain't trying to lead somebody younger to a more successful path, like they they not no real OGs. They just somebody that's He's older old. that live and still be around the way. They in a way just like everybody else. But yeah, we started we started promoting the food truck. Oh, uh, due to COVID, the food truck factory has shut down. But one of the investors that was going to be a part of the food truck, he ended up passing away. He, but he put down a deposit for the food truck. My boy Bezo, rest in peace, he passed away. He had a seizure and passed away. Now, we still was motivated to to keep this Stop Smacking brand going. We was looking for lounge space in the heart of COVID. Like, we just like, like fuck it. Like, it's now or never, we're going to get a, a lounge, you know what I'm saying? Like... Like, I don't even know what made us when he won. Like, the world shut down. I don't even think of back. Like, I don't even know how the fuck we try to open up the lounge. Everything closed. <laughs> but that was the... But- yeah, during COVID, everything was closed. Well, I don't know what gave us the motivation to even continue to 
look for space, but I also was thinking like this is a good time to take advantage of like commercial real estate that because shit was low. everything is low. It's low and other the landlords kind of ain't gonna say desperate, but they're looking for people to fill in these spaces. Yeah, they don't know jobs. what's about to happen. Yeah. Even the people with money, everybody confused. Like they don't know what's going on. So I feel like it was a good opportunity to take advantage to the ease our way in that that lounge, that industry. Uh, as we looking though, we got rejected a lot. I mean, we kept going. Like a lot of places was just telling us no. Um, y'all not don't feel like you like the right fit. We had a concept like this before, it didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't let it discourage us. We just kept going, like just having faith, like. The next spot gonna be the spot. This is gonna be the spot, and we end up getting this the right spot. And I feel like it it worked out in the long run because we actually got a better build out space. We got a kitchen that was already built out. The quality of the space was better than everywhere we looked. Location is key too. So I mean, we, that, that location y'all got is everything. Huh? Yeah, and I and I I had to switch realtors in between there too. It's the level of real a bit of a, a, a commercial realtor too though, because them connections and like a realtor is like a lawyer for real. So how a lawyer have a relationship with a judge, these relatives have relationships with landlords, or they might work for a landlord that have a relationship with those landlords because they all be politicking together. They own a lot of stuff. So and that that opened my eyes too. Like even though I'm a restaurant owner, you know what I'm saying, but you gotta own the building too, so right. you can. You can run things how you want to run it. You can have full controls. Even if your business don't do well, you still own the building, and you can lease it out to the next person. But the building rate so high right now in D.C. is 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 it's gonna be hard for somebody to really like buy like a whole or for even a lot of that like that's where generational wealth come in because a lot of them passing it on. Yeah, it's a lot of older white people that own these buildings or is. African community own them or Jewish community own them. It's, it's a lot of powerful people behind it for generations that that's holding on. So if they do sell, it's going to be one point something million, like just millions of dollars. <laughs> or you might find something in the hundreds, but it's not going to be the location not just going to make sense. That having that patience, that, that paid off a lot. Yeah, patience is key. Like You definitely have to have patience just in life in general, even from waiting. Waiting in lines to just being kind to people, even when they're not kind to you, it's just different levels of having patience. You know what I'm saying? Every every action don't require reactions. I have patience. Some people give up just because they got 10 no's. You know what I'm saying? That next number 11 could be a yes. You just gave up right before. Definitely gotta keep pushing, especially when you got time on your hand. Like you're not losing, you're not really losing anything because you ain't even put no money up yet. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta keep going and learn from what they don't like about you. So all right, they don't like this about you, and fix some of your business plan to or to the next person, right? Mm-hmm. And then change some numbers around, get some different people involved. Like maybe people that you, you know, what I'm saying you dealing with. Ain't the right fit, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta have a clean background. You can't have felonies and like if you you got you gotta find that loophole. But you gotta think about life happens. That's going to happen. I mean, I I've been locked up before, you know, and it stopped opportunities and stuff for me. How you um, jump that hurdle? I was like, you gotta find them loopholes. Like I can't tell somebody how to find the loopholes. You just gotta <laughs> find the loopholes. There's a loophole in life at every Millionaire founded billionaire for like <laughs> it's a loophole. When you find that loophole, 
Did you did you always see yourself just being a, a boss, an entrepreneur? I mean, I feel like I had just like everybody else. Like I wanted to go to NBA, you know, as a kid. Then um, I, mean, I was an entrepreneur before I really knew I was an entrepreneur. You know, so like now I'm 31. I look back and be like, dang, like I was already. Like, I used to sell CDs for two dollars at Andrew Jackson. Like I used to sell go-go mixes. I had to burn the CD burn. I go to Target about like. A case of CDs for like nine ninety nine, you get like a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I could have been selling them for more, but I was just selling them for two dollars, and that really is just to get extra lunch money. Like I was greedy at lunch; I just wanted to buy extra <laughs> chicken nuggets. <laughs> 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 so I was selling the CDs, and then MP3 players came out, iPods. I was putting music on them joints, and then. I sold snacks slightly um, in high school. Uh, my man Abu, he on Entrepreneur Clothing Line. That was my competition. He used to have the snacks too. He used to be mad at me. Like, man, we, as I say, people, they love you. You know what I'm saying? So Once I, toes, huh? I, stopped, I got his lane. I had endless chips. <laughs> and I wasn't even paying for them joints. My mom used to just go to Costco, get the big box, and I used to just take, just take them joints to school. <laughs> so I just... Uh, I was an entrepreneur then, but when I got in the promoting lane, I say eighteen. I just wanted to go to clubs for free. I wanted to get in the go go's and stuff for free. I ain't want to wait in line, so I just started out like passing out flyers. You know what I'm saying? But the way I used to promote, I make it look like it's my event. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm posting like, yeah, come to my my event. But it's some whole other older promoters <laughs> that pay for the bands or whatever. But I'm making it like. This is mine. Like, I book reaction and stuff like that. So, I did a, a graduation go-go at the Capitol Heights Ballroom. Like, my senior high school. That was a, that's part of, the, part of the quote. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, I faked it till you make it. You didn't even know. In a positive way, though. Right. Like I say, you can fake, fake it till you make it in a positive way. Because it builds your name I'm up. not saying fake it like the bad fake jewelry and the stunt on Instagram and flash money and to get an audience that you don't even want. I'm saying to build your brand, you got to make yourself just look bigger than what you actually are. And everybody do it, even from with Diddy and Biggie. Diddy made Biggie dress fly and flashy. To give that look. Yeah, to give that, that luxury, image, that luxury look. But all, both of them still broke, you know what I'm saying? But they, <laughs> they they made it look sweet. I started with the Go-Go's. One of my homies, they had started a Go-Go band. I was like the assistant manager for them. So I was promoting them and trying to book shows and stuff for them. Then he had gotten to the club promoting life. And like back when like Ibiza was open in D.C., Fur, and a couple other spots. But those were, those were like the most popular spots in the city at the time. I was promoting with them. And even back then, I think about like I was going to matching parties and stuff back then, like before it was a thing. Like I was getting invited to matching pool parties and stuff like that. Like now it's like real popular to go to matching pool parties. I was like 19, 20, like going to these type of events, but I wasn't really appreciating it back then. But I'm, I'm hanging with the big boys for real back then. But I'm just it's like another party. To me. And I still got some of them relationships with these guys now. Like, I used to promote with Benny. So Benny, he managed Shy Glizzy now. I don't know if he still managed, but he managed Shy Glizzy. They had a success story. It definitely played a part of my journey. I started because I, mean, I definitely know you. Was yeah, I, I was. Right? I wasn't getting paid nothing. Like I used to have a guest list of like a hundred people, and I probably get like 
thirty dollars. Like they were dicking me like shit. You know, so like, I didn't even really care. I just wanted to have fun. Yeah. Like it's a long ass line. I'm walking past everybody, looking sweet. I got I bringing girls with me. You know, what I'm saying like it was cool. You know, what I'm saying I'm in VIP. I'm next to rappers and shit. Like the shit was cool. I just stepped it up. Like I started getting my own money. I started renting out clubs on my own. Like legitly, like. When I was in school, I said the first party I probably put my money into was my pool party, two thousand eleven. I mean, you was doing one at PG. That was the first PG. That was the first one, party. but PG didn't even exist yet. So two thousand eleven, I rented out the Broadwater Mansion in Upper Marlboro. I was ni- I was only nineteen. Was that was that was that a lucrative business? The party promotion? Yeah, I remember that shit like it was yesterday. Like I invested like three thousand to rent the house. Paid security, paid a host to like be on the mic, and then the rest is just selling tickets and people paying at the door. Like did you, probably, did you come up, you come up that day. We made over like we made over like ten thousand right. dollars, and that probably was the first time I like touched that like 000. at nineteen, like all at once, having seen ten thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Nah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely did. The first thousand dollars I had, I used to work at Giant. The Man, first, I, I, the, I, I, this before, this before I met you, you though. Right back. Yeah, this before I met you. I was just like ninth grade. Nah. I'm working at Giant. The first thousand dollars I got from my check, a nigga finessed me out that shit. <laughs> 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 nigga said he had some clothes for sale, like endless clothes, like True Religions, all this shit. He was for geek price. <laughs> Getting my money, that nigga ran off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'm glad I can laugh about that shit now. Yeah, you know, as I was sad and shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, man, I'm about to kill this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew how to get it yeah. back, though. You knew the recipe right, to so get like, one, that first one. If you yeah, get yeah, one, you yeah, get yeah, the rest. I had to take my ass back to work. Yeah, you got another one. Get more hours. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that money back. I was mad as shit. Right. I didn't even want to tell my people what happened. That shit was they, I felt they, like they, they was smacking them. Like, like, yeah. yeah. true religion. <laughs> <laughs> they took it true religion, yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, first thousand dollars I lost at like ninth ninth grade, but yeah, I got it back. You know what I'm saying? I had to grind, put in some hours. So when you went getting it back though, what you learn from that lesson? Like losing it all? Did you never spend all your money at once? You learned that lesson? I mean, you can't. You can't. Uh, at that time, I probably didn't learn my lesson, but later on, like you just can't fall for the, the material things, like like the people that be out here robbing for Jordans and phone pods and stuff like that, like. I went through that phase too. Like I felt like I needed every Jordan or every Nike release and all that shit. That shit, I had to really look myself in the mirror. Like tripping, like shit. Like that shit always gonna be around. They always gonna something make new. something new. You know what I'm saying? So, so you got to I mean, stay you, down. You, you felt like you needed it because that, like the validate that you was getting money. I needed. I don't know what the validation was, but I did need some type of validation to just just like keeping up. You know what I'm saying? Like that term old people use, like keeping up with the Joneses and shit like that. Like you try to keep up with everybody. You try to maintain your status. Like it may, it's, it's mainly maintaining it. Because you go forward at a time, then you, a point in time you might not just can't afford it. Even as That's the adult, hardest part. Getting it is easy. It's to maintain yeah. it. Yeah. Even as an adult, you could, you could buy a Rolex. I mean, you could buy a Rolex every Two month times. or twice. Like it's not always going to. Just work out like that, you know what I'm saying? So, so back to the promoter thing, I started promoting for like IBs and stuff, and then I threw my first pool party on my own. Well, I had two partners, you know what I'm saying? They they want promoters, they just wanted to invest with me. So you and always had partners. It wasn't like a business partner; it was just like friends, my friends. Like 
But I mean, y'all still partner, even though y'all friends is still. Yeah, it was like a business partnership before a business partnership. It's just like, man, we all popular. We know we can bring people out. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? The house was popular. Like, Alan Iverson used to throw parties at this house. That's The Broadwater Mansion, yeah. So we got linked up with the guy, Mr. Broadwater. You know what I'm saying? He a big entrepreneur, too. You know what I'm saying? He probably like an underrated entrepreneur. I ain't say underrated, but he before all that time. He's older. Because he owns so much stuff. He owned the endless stuff on Sheriff Road, liquor stores, I think a church, got the matching. He probably got endless, like 70, 80 plus. He had bell bonds, man, too. I mean, it'd be a good. He, it's hard to understand him though. He, he like he be he be he old, so it's hard. To, it's hard to understand what he be saying sometimes. Like I might call him just because on speed of bell bombs, so he might pick up any time of the day. You know, what I'm saying? He, he, he tapped in. He's the bell bomb. He get you out too. Bro, I want to all that money. Hey, all that money. So I get you out too. What you need? Oh yeah. So we rented out his matching. I ain't gonna lie, he was on some like finesse and shit too, though. He was trying to get over on us. Like, we some young niggas. He tried to beat us out of money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was a successful pool party. It's on YouTube. Like, the joint probably had over like four, five, it was like probably like four, five hundred people there. That's on YouTube. So, you, so you, how many was that? It's 2011. It's on YouTube. So um, you know say Drizzy Montana Mansion Pool so Party. 2011, how powerful content is. Like, content is powerful. And I don't even, like, I ain't even invest in the cameraman. Like, the cameraman was just there and he recorded it. That was a bad two matter of fact, I take that back. I take that back. I paid so one camera it's two videos on on YouTube right now. Two videos. It's two videos on YouTube. One cameraman I paid for and I ain't even really like the video and then the cameraman that he just like happened to be there. But the footage ended up getting messed up. It's on YouTube, but it like cut the video like literally like forty, sixty seconds long. And it just cut, like, it showed all the, everything that happened and just cut off. <laughs> and then, oh, who was Oh, I had DJ KB. He, rest in peace, DJ KB passed away. I had DJ KB. DJ Ty, he was taking, he was taking, he was, he was taking pictures. He wasn't even a DJ yet. He used to take pictures with backdrops, but people used to take backdrop like, pictures like and stuff. Like, yeah, but the, the photo booth, yeah. And that's and, crazy because I knew Ty for a minute. And that's why I said, I'm like, how the hell you? And I said, out of our jersey, you know, for, you know, for, cause he's from the 28. Yeah, I met Ty. Nah, Ty had a cousin named Marley G that was from Forest Creek. Oh, yeah. So I met Ty through Marley G. Rest in peace to Marley G. Ty, nah, he's he, he, he been doing that. He's been doing that. Nah, Ty, my dog. Kid, like, Ty. Yeah, I still locked in. That's what I said. Every time I see him, I see I said, he been deep. Ty, Ty doesn't know his full potential. Like I said, he was taking pictures with a backdrop. If I'm 19, he probably 18 or 17. He's he not, already, so he, he already, younger, no, he's younger than you, bro. He, that's than, he, he probably two years he younger. Than younger than so you. he already had his business before he had a business. Everybody got got motion at the time. Don't even know they got, got motion, motion. You right. know what I'm saying? So um, I'm renting out a mansion. A teenager renting out a mansion. He taking pictures. Um, Dre all day in the paint. He was like real popular host at the time. He was making moves, building relationships. Not even really. Exactly, no, no, you know what I'm saying? So, even Shy Glizzy was at that pool party. He wasn't even Shy Glizzy yet, you know what I'm saying? So, he, he was at the pool party. I'm real cool with his uncle. I grew up with his uncle. They was all at the pool. He wasn't even Shy Glizzy yet. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and that's why I said, we talk about that father relationship. Like, I got that Southeast connection. So, that I grew up around Stan Oaks in the Southeast. So, that, that brought a whole new, you know what I'm saying, 
networks of people, you know what I'm saying, of growing, like just growing up. Some good, some bad. <laughs> It was beneficial. Like some of them still my like great friends to this day. After that, I started throwing house parties in Richmond when I was in college, and my house parties was doing more numbers than the clubs. Like club promoters is calling me, like, "Man, you taking away money from the club? You throwing away free, you throwing free parties and shit." Like I wasn't tripping off the money. Like I just wanted. To I feel like that's that's that was my god gift. Like showing hospitality. I know how to get people to come out and just have a good time. Like. You'll never hear people fighting at my parties, any of that stuff. Like everybody having a good time, getting drunk, getting home safe, and everything. Promoters starting to reach out to me in, in Richmond, so like we just made all ends meet. Yeah, I think that I'm taking away money, so let's let's get money together then. You know what I'm saying? So like make it worth my while to want to be at this club and promote to this club because I wasn't really feeling the clubs at the time, like, like especially Richmond, in, in Richmond. Music, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I'm just like, man, like, we not feeling the vibe, like, like so we got to change own. some things, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, because y'all, y'all we, we up north, like, we more fast-paced, yeah. we dress different, like, we, we more in tune to what's going on. I tapped in with the, the promoters in Richmond, like, they, they had a strong buzz, too, like, with the college scene, and, v, like, VCU was down the street from my college, and then y'all was down VSU, so VSU probably, like, He's 20 minutes, yeah, so, you gotta use, use all those connections, so, and that's how I met J-Rock, too, J-Rock was at Virginia State, he used to, he used to work for me, like, I'll run out the club, and then take tickets to him. And he'll sell tickets for me. And that's how you build that relationship. Yeah. And now J Rock got his own promo team. You right. know what I'm saying? So like it's a lot of relationships that was built before like where people were at now, you know what I'm saying? So I used to own um, rock with this dude named Stan that went to Virginia State. And he passed away too. Yep. Um Rule Boy Entertainment. With the dreads. Yeah. My man Tay. Tay work at Victory. He do the hookah at Victory. Okay. He like promote for Victory. So like we had that relationship too. Yeah, so I was running out the I was running out the clubs. We had lines wrapped around the corner, like literally, like this is when people used to really wait in line and pay twenty dollars and skip line a hundred dollars. Like I remember like that, yeah. I feel like now everybody entitled now with the clubs. Everybody feel like they need to get in for get free in and all that stuff. But I remember when all y'all was waiting in line. Girls in line. And it didn't matter who you were, like you waiting in line or you even <laughs> It's before even tables was even a thing. Like, people yeah, wasn't even yeah. really... I mean, our age group, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They wasn't buying tables yet. You had to pay to get in the club. I wasn't really doing, like, weekly things. I was just doing, like, special events. Like, homecoming, Halloween, costume parties, all-white parties. Like, stuff I knew was going to just do numbers. Like, one like hit big one so when time. Did, when did you decide to brand it PGE? Really, this... I feel like... It's like when Twitter, like, kind of popping... And I just this before the, this is like in the era of the house parties or this. Party. Yeah, this is in the era of the house parties, and I was just mm-hmm. like, I had made a tweet, and I was just like, I'm about to start a promo team, right. like pray guard on the table, like who with me? Right. <laughs> like I just made a tweet, you know what I'm <laughs> like people really like reacting to that yeah. shit, like yeah, I'm, I'm with it. PGE, like I'm telling people, man, put PGE in your bio. <laughs> like, right, so. All my close friends and stuff, like, they put PG in their bio, girls put PG, just hashtagging PG. Like, it was started with just throwing parties. The music came 2013, and all this shit is really 
It's documented and tracked on YouTube. All this shit is and that's, really and, that, and that's another thing that's what we want to do with folks. He want to document everything. Yeah, he says, "G talk." Documentation all, is huge. Even man. on Twitter, like I got these tweets. All this shit. I looked at. I looked that huge. shit up. Like on some bullshit. We don't document it. They gonna make their own. Story. Hey, hey, if you don't tell your story, they gonna make one. Right. So, <laughs> all this stuff is documented yeah. on the internet. Yeah. YouTube, Facebook. You can really track this shit. So, do you document your goals? Like, do you have a vision board like every year? Or? Nah, I don't do none of that shit really. Like, I see a lot of people, like, I feel like different strokes with different folks. Like, something. So, what's your process like? like well, how you know, like, this year I'm going to have a successful year? Like, well, how you feel accomplished at the end of the year? Like, this is a good year for you. Like, going oh, into it. shit. Just being alive and having my peace, really. Like, I celebrated New Year's in my restaurant last year. Like, that, that was a. Different feeling. A good feeling. Yeah, I threw yeah. my own New Year's party in my restaurant. I yeah. threw my bir- birthday party this year. I said I want Backyard to play Stop Smacking. People like, oh, Backyard, they too big. Like, the band too big. They can't finish Stop Smacking. I made that shit happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, my goal is just making shit happen. Like, proving people wrong. Pe- people who go against me. I'm a, I'm a show so, this year, you ain't write down no goal. You just, like, how we having a conversation now? Like I'm, you said I'm, earlier, you like, man... Early in next year, I'm trying to be. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. We having a conversation, and once I see you on board, I basically like put together a business plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, this is the steps that we need to do. Are you to write do your this. business plan now. Is it? I just put it on my notes on my phone or something. Like, this is what we need to do to open up a restaurant. I took that from what I did with the studio. Go get the proper all uh, documentations and stuff like that. Get contractors. Get um, an architect to draw out how you want the spot to be. You know what I'm saying? That's just stuff I took from Steve. When I was saying I was promoting in Richmond, it led back up to promoting back in D.C. as well. So I just come to D.C. and something I wouldn't even make no money from, but it was making the brand look big. So I'd be like on a flyer hosting, like Drizzy hosting Ozio or Rose Bar, like the bigger name clubs, you know what I'm saying? They would just give me like a free bottle or some shit, you know what I'm saying? But it make the brand look good. It make the brand look bigger than what it is. And I'm bringing 20, 30 people with me, like coming deep. And they, they, they popping bottles and stuff. So it made the brand look bigger than, than what it actually was. But I told you, we started doing the music 2013. So one of my friend, Love, he had passed away. My right hand man, Max, he was the artist. But really, I was the first music artist, though. So I, I told you, I didn't I, even know that about yeah, you. Man. I made like four songs. <laughs> I made like four songs at this studio, and I ain't like my voice. Like I just wasn't feeling it. You know what I'm saying? But I had my own CD. I kept playing the music, like pulling up on niggas. Like yeah, they got my song. <laughs> Everybody, but see, that's what I said. Everybody think they can outdo me. Right. So they like, man, I, I can rap too. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but it's before the rap. This like. Shy Glizzy Slutty Boys rap rap er. So we we try to tap in that lane. So cause this when like I feel like you from the DMV, every everybody from a certain part of town had their rappers in their neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? So we was the rappers of Forest Creek. This is before Gunu. Like I got videos of Gunu as a fucking kid, like in my YouTube. This shit is on YouTube. <laughs> Document. So it's so, documented, yeah. Little bro, Google, love you. He and my YouTube videos way before the rap scene. You know what I'm saying? So this Thrax, Slutty Boys, Light Show, PGE. So Max was like the face of PGE the music scene. 
Like I'm, we really investing. Like, so we, how, like, like starting off PGE, was you ha- like, like hands on? Like, would you? So our, I'm already tapped in with the club, so I know all the promoters and stuff that's booking celebrities and all that stuff. So I'm talking about reaching out, just not the clubs, but reaching out to the people. You know what I mean? Like to the people. I feel like we. Which I like community on. wise, community wise, yeah. Since I was already throwing parties, I already had the people. Is right. is having them believe in the music now? You already know I can bring over a hundred people to my parties. Now I need y'all to tune into this music. You know what I'm saying? So we was paying to open up for your. We opened up for your Gotti, Currency, Two Chains, a list of like a list artists. We paid to open up for. We was getting good slots because I knew the person that was booking the artist. So that relationship, relationship, this ain't, that's what, that's what Yeah, and that's from, I, I kept a good face card, I kept respect, I kept good good business with the people I done business with, or just even the times I worked for free, they returned favors, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I still gave it my all, you know what right. I'm saying? Like an that's internship. So I worked hard, even if it was for free, I still brought them a lot of money, and they they kept their word, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they see me when I was a little younger. They see me growing. Like, I see, like I'm watching this nigga, you know what I'm saying? So people see that certain people. At this point, I really gotta you gotta really sell yourself to me, like to to work for me, well, like um, the chit chat. Yeah, like is if you gonna work hard or stay home? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I know everybody gotta go. Like, you wanna own a restaurant one day or you wanna do this and that? Like, but you gotta start here. It's a reason why you here, you know what I'm saying? So don't bullshit me like, don't fake like, oh, I don't need this job and all this shit. Like, you here, so you need this money, you know what I'm saying? So work hard, and I could, if you do want to do certain things, impress me, and I could point you in the right direction to these things, you know what I'm saying? It might not go as fast as you want, but I could introduce you to the people I met in the music industry and show you what you got to do to open up a business and start small, like, Look, just get your LLC, like, $300. You know what I'm saying? So, Who um, taught you about business? Like, just like the the, the paperwork? I feel it's, it's self-taught, really. YouTube? Nobody taught me, like, business. Even I took business classes, like... You don't think that helped you? Nah, because I was an IT you? major, but I had to take, like, certain little business classes. Yeah. I took, like, business law, right. economics, other little, like, business classes... Finance and banking. It was one business class. I can't remember, but I had to do my senior project for this class. I can't remember the name of the class. But I will say that taught me about, like, franchising. And, like, I want to franchise a certain restaurant. I want to franchise Subway. Subway, the, the richest franchise restaurant. They make more money than McDonald's. Uh, like, not I just an it. individual it Subway. It's crazy. Like, Subway, like, <laughs> It's more Subways than any, any That's my fast food restaurant. It's, it's Subway's six everywhere. So, turkey and cheese joint. I want to franchise a Subway, Five Guys, and... Um, I believe Five Guys. And I want, Nando's? And I want to franchise um, Earl's Kitchen. I want, it's, Earl's Kitchen? What's what that? It's one of the Tyson's, and I went to one in Orlando, too. It might be more, but I've been to those, too. I'll tell you why I want to franchise those. But I want to continue the story, though, from... When I was promoting to like to how we led up to where we are, when the music thing started, we did a song with Fat Trail, like out the gate, like his second song probably did a song with Fat Trail. He and my vlog too, so all this shit documented too. So documentation, me, Key, Roger B, 
Hey, Roger be, hey. Slutty boys. Roger be. We was, we was tapping in. You know what I'm saying? Roger be, nah, he's he still doing his thing. Nah, Roger my man. Yeah. Roger my dog. Behind the scenes. Roger my dog. Like, he probably going to be the first trap producer to really, like, blow up eventually from, from D.C. I, I, I don't know. I think so. I can't name a trap producer that's from D.C. that's really, like. Speaking of Roger B. He gonna be like the first Zaytoven of DC like, when he get that right song. He already been working with Gucci. He used to live with Gucci. Man, I know. All that. Yeah, we doing the music. Um, to speed up a little bit, Max's journey ain't go as he like planned it to go. He right, kind of so thought like I feel like at that time, it's all you can't watch what other people doing. Right, he like you he know what I'm saying? Enough. Yeah, like he think he was putting in the work, but it just wasn't sure. clicking fast enough. He probably put a good solid. Two, three years of I consistency. I told you, Rick Ross said you got to put 10 years yeah. on it. But everybody watch Chief Keith and all of them, they think they going to get that straight out of straight to the NBA career. Like, nah, like, it ain't working like that. So then it got to a point, like, I I'm, I'm out working my artist. So I had I had Max, Easy Man, Murph, T-Will, Rellis Will, and then we had, like, a little group called Stuck on Cash around Stan Oaks. They was all, like, under PGE. So, all of them was just making music, making YouTube videos, and it was like, basically, like, whoever hit first, hit first. Like, this is what we going to push, you know what I'm saying? But, like, Max kind of was, like, the face for a while. Then Easy Man kind of stepped up, and Easy Man was more of a lyricist. So, we was pushing him for a while, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just life hits you at a point, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a hobby until you're really making money, so... It's considered a hobby until you actually making money from this shit. So it really was a, a hobby for us. I more so was having fun with it, and they was really they was more passionate. I was passionate about it too, but I'm have, still having fun with it. You know, I enjoy being on the internet, tweeting videos and promoting. I enjoy I enjoy this shit. Like it made my day go by. You know, what, so what about those days you wasn't with it? The days that you didn't get the view. You know, what and mean? I'm One still person. gonna make it. I'm still gonna do something to make it look like. We winning. Post something, even if it's an old picture or something. Like I'm gonna make it look like we we productive, we doing something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'm just always gonna make it look like it's bigger than what it is. So, so even if you didn't have a bunch of views, I might pay a blog to post it or something. You know what I'm saying? Now they posted it, so it looks sweet. You know what I'm saying? Or pay Worldstar to co-sign. Worldstar is the easy shit to get in contact with. Email Worldstar; they'll tell you out the gate. Seven hundred. They got different prices. Yeah, I get you. So if you want to be, so I had front, a, uh, I, crazy, I had an artist at one point. Was managing an artist. Yeah, I was managing him. I mean, he was good. He, I thought like he was good. His name was Dolita. He was cool. He just wasn't as hungry. You know what I mean, like yeah, I said, with your artist, like he wanted something to happen like today. Yeah. I'm like, nah. We, work hard work beats talent. So you right. could be the best. You could be Lil Wayne. You could be Young Boy or whatever. But if you ain't got the work ethic. Like NBA Young Boy making videos, like he was making videos back to back to back in a house and shit. Like he got work at it. Right. He work. He, make, he got dropped, he just dropped three three tapes. Exactly. He make. He, he's in the studio yeah, now. They ain't stuff. missing. They ain't missing. I just said that's 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 he's my favorite artist right now. He, he got work. That's at all it. I'm listening to. He right got now. work at it. Yeah. So a lot of like, I tell my artists to at least go to the studio once a week for at least four hours. You know what I'm saying? That's nothing compared to a lot of people. Like they really, day. yeah. I feel like we had the upper hand by popularity, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it was a lot of artists that's 
probably outworking my hardest, but that nobody know about these dudes. You know what I'm so we already had the one foot up on people just from popularity. You know what I'm saying? Or it just Force Creek was known in the Go Go, so you know Force Creek. You heard them on the Go Go songs or some shit like that. So it was already just popular from that. So it's like you had one up. You know what I'm saying? Say they would trail like trailing them from East Street. So you heard East Street and the Go Go. You like you know what? Study Boy. And then after Easy Man, he kind of like took a step back from the music. I met Big Mackie, and he was like the youngest artist I ever worked with. And but I feel like working with a younger artist had more control. But um, that relationship just ain't work out really. Why you feel like you had more control? Cause they kind of they like a sponge. Like they just soak up. Yeah, you could kind of guide them to what you want them to do. You know, so older he are, they a little bit more hard headed. Yeah, because they feel like they want to do it their way, or but not your way. Not it's not gonna work. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why everybody had everybody can't be the boss or the leader. Like. Got it. Everybody got to know their roles. If your role's a rapper, be the rapper. If I'm your manager, I'm going to tell you some managerial shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you, like, look, having a thousand niggas in your videos, that ain't it. Everybody already did that shit. We need to do something different. You know what I'm saying? We need more. We need to make our videos sexy. We need girls. We don't got to prove we the hottest niggas. Like, people know it's Forest Creek. Ain't nobody come around. So, <laughs> we, about to be some, we about to make it look like we getting money. Be sexy, be flashy, or whatever. You know what I'm saying. So, what was your what's your image for stop smacking? When you want to present, <coughs> what is your vision when you when you want to lay it out? I ain't gonna lie, stop smacking. The image ain't go as planned with stop smacking. What was the image that you wanted to go for? I wanted it to be a little more upscale. Okay. You don't feel like it's upscale? I think it's upscale in its own lane. Okay. Upscale um, in a in a lounge. Yeah, in a lounge. You, want, you are you thinking? Upscale, like upscale, like. I wanted to, I wanted to go like a twelve stories type rope at first. You know what I'm saying? But all like I say, you gonna learn. I mean, it's money. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta pay for that type of quality from that, the I mean, start. They, of I, I think about twelve stories. They decor is not. I mean, they decor is not like that. It's that sleek. Expensive. It's sleek and simple. But I think they. I think it's more so. You said more elegant because of the, the audience, the people exactly. that come there. Right. So I mean, I think they control it more. You know what right. I mean? Like so, they don't have certain music. Like, I feel like being new, well, location being new and like my background brings a certain audience. Right. So I'm gonna attract around the way people, right. attract college people, people, corporate people. I got a, a mixture of all of them, but sometimes some some money is not always good money because they could tarnish your brand. So if people come and they acting too ghetto and stuff like that throw off, you know what I'm saying? So even it could be a problem on our end where if the food took a long time to come out or something, you know what I'm saying? But it's just how they react to it. Everybody it's a recording error. Everybody wanna record everything. Everybody wanna like beat you down, you know what I'm saying? So But I mean but again you might make food could take a long time but the but the service did. Yeah, but that mean? still don't like that goes back to patience. Uh, somebody with patience and like intellectual or whatever, like they not gonna curse out the server or it's not the server fault, you know what I'm saying? Our restaurant bus so big, so it ain't like they ran to um Howard University or some shit and they come back like like stuff happens, you know what I'm saying? But now I just I I, I did want to attract like a consistent um crowd. But like I said, it's just it's uncontrollable. 
know what I'm saying? We a restaurant, so 12, I feel like the difference between us and 12 Stories is they a nightlife lounge. We a restaurant throughout the whole day. So, I, mean, they, I, mean, they, I mean, they got like a little like a daytime. I went during the daytime. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, I want to say a restaurant because they don't really have dining, dining tables. You saying, know what I'm saying? Like, like it's it's more of a it's a bar. Chill, yeah, it's a it's a, it's, chill, a yeah. it's an upscale bar. So you'll learn the difference between a bar, lounge, restaurant. Like before all that stuff, we're a restaurant first. We're pushing our food first. They pushing ambiance first. You know what I'm saying? So they push the ambiance, get a good drink, you get probably some finger food, some shit. We pushing four course meals, plus we trying to do signature drinks, and you gonna hear music that you like in the in the urban community. You got pretty presentation of you know what I'm saying women or a handsome serve or whatever you know what I'm saying. So I say um it's going to get there like it's just investing. So you think so you think changing the light bulbs gonna get you that audience? I don't think so. Not changing the light bulbs, but I say. It's like you gotta stay tuned and see <laughs> when I renovate. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna separate a night, a, a different nightlife audience. I can't control the rest. Like people gonna go to any restaurant they want, and act the way they want. That's that's just you can't control. You can't do. control that, but you can control a nightlife crowd. And I think, and I think, like Park did a good thing with Trump. Exactly. You can't even wear certain exactly. stuff to eliminate certain people. That's why I love clothes right. because love started out a certain way, and certain people started promoting it, and they got shut down. Right. When Mark had Park, he like, I'm not about to be on no nigga shit. Right. And I say he just want white people or anything like that. He just want people to dress a certain way, or you're not getting in. And the and people that, that, that do get in. Right Exactly. The people that do get in, they're going to make you feel like you need to be here. Right. You need to be networking. So that's what I'm saying. That my my small, intimate space, space during, during the restaurant hours, yeah, it's cool. You can, you're going to probably get in, you know what I'm saying? But when we we change, when we transition to that lounge, right. and, and I put the renovate, like I said, Mark put in a lot of money oh, yeah. to get there. Yeah. It took years to get yeah. there. That shit ain't, that shit is a process, you know exactly. what I'm saying? The, to get that crowd, and he probably like the only black owner who has that crowd. Like, isn't he, he other than Park? Isn't is is no other club in DC that's owned by a black man? That's on that level. Yeah, black man. Yeah, he like mix. I mean, I know he got he yeah, he black. That presentation definitely. That's how they distinguish the two. Like, yeah. black people don't even got suits code, like dress code. Yeah. Um, door fees. It, it separates the crowd. They not everybody not gonna want to pay. So how do you separate Instagram and your personal life? I feel like these days social media is your personal life, but I don't post stuff like I don't post like family. Like I notice people post their kids from birth all the way up till high school. I think that's kind of creepy because it's a <laughs> lot of, like it's a lot of weirdos out here and all that shit like. They really watching your kids like grow up from from the internet. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I think people use the internet too much for validation, like to show like they either a good parent or they getting money or you know what I'm saying? Like we all we all done it before. You know what I'm saying? But as you get older, like I'm not, I'm not posting money on the gram. I'm not posting my every. I might be out the country and never know. Like who cares? At the end of the day, like. 
If I am gonna do it, I'm gonna do it for branding purposes. So I'm make it look like all right, this is the stop smacking lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Like the business is doing well. Other people with money looking like, oh yeah, stop smacking, y'all y'all doing well. I'm trying to invest now, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's, Ain't doing numbers. It's an illusion right there. But I'm gonna pick back up too from the music. So after Big Mackey, um I feel like the whole music thing, even with the parties, that that established my branding and marketing, though. So that's what validates you how to brand and market, right? But that's it was self taught. Like I didn't go to school for it. I didn't beat anybody. I didn't make a vision board. It was just self taught. Like, and I watch other like social like people. I watch how they post. Like they post good quality pictures, or they posting. At certain times, like you gotta learn the times to post during the day. Algorithm, the algorithm, the algorithm. Like, all right, people at work from nine to five, so from ten to like three, that's when most people most active on the internet and on their phone. After five, everybody in the car. It's like a program, like robots. Everybody get all work at the same time. They in traffic. No, ain't really on your phone. Get home around after seven, the internet back boom. You know what I'm saying? Seven to seven to midnight. Everybody back on the internet, like downtime, chilling till they go to sleep or whatever. So you gotta know when to post in between those times, one. And then even on the internet now, it'll tell you like high traffic days on the internet. So it might be a Sunday or Monday, but most people's downtime days. Yeah, my joint that down to the, to, you know, to the, yeah. You gotta go to the dashboard. That joint tell me, <laughs> I mean, people tell me like, I mean, people less watch my joint this right. week. Yeah, this more females time, watch man. stuff like that. So what state they from? How old they are? So marketing, everything. marketing. It was self taught though. So, so how? So when you it, it stop smacking, how do you? How intuitive do you pay attention to the customer that's coming in? Because that I mean, because marketing is all about. Yeah, I pay attention. People. I pay attention to all my customers. I can tell when it's they're going to enjoy themselves. Or I can tell it might be. It might give my servers or some a, a hard time. I can, I can read them. I can see it. You know what I'm saying? And the best thing to do is, is just kill people with kindness. Like, just be as nice as you can to them to please them to make sure they get the best customer service, best experience. So, so knowing so, your customer, that's that's key. The marketing, too. Now, you got to know your customers. You know that, that one customer could bring you $1,000 in a month. I know. So... They can come by themselves just because they might spend thirty dollars that one day. They might come again two weeks, spend another thirty dollars. So I know some people be money hungry, like, oh, they're not spending no money. I'm, I'm not gonna be attentive to them or something because it might be a larger group or somebody look more flashier. You trying to get them to spend money, but that one customer could love the restaurant and just always come and bring you more money throughout the long every thing. You definitely got to pay attention to your customers, your regulars, even the people, let's say white people, like I, if you know you don't get that many like white clientele, make sure they have a great experience so they can spread the word and get more clientele. Because at the end of the day, we all need each other's money. Like, I don't believe in that, like, bad, just bad black, black dollar. If, yeah, the black market. It's not enough of us. The Jews do it. It's not enough of us. Like, so I don't think it's enough of us. If there's enough black people to have a black, a straight black market. I was watching this joint. I think it was on Netflix with on um, Killer Mike, and he was trying to just buy black for like a week. Not enough businesses. That's what you're saying. It's not enough black businesses. That's it's, why it's not enough black money. 
to just support. Yeah, it's not enough black money generated to just support a black business. So, like, if I just wanted to rely on all just black people to be, like, rich or successful, it's not going to happen realistically. Because, I mean, you got to rely on us Tuesday, whatever, seven days out the week, a large amount of us. I ain't just saying just was... It going to come regardless. I'm talking about a lot for you to really make a lot of money. That's why these franchise places make so much money they, because they, they the got, uh, yeah, not even just saying white people. We got Spanish people going to McDonald's. We got white people going to McDonald's. Black people going to McDonald's. Like everybody going to McDonald's. Everybody going to Red Lobsters. Right? Like everybody going to these places. So you got to build your, your demographic up. You can't be stuck in the box just thinking like, so like small like so is that is that a thing for you for start smacking like getting more you know yeah I want to track the I love seeing like literally just what what's today Sunday mm-hmm. so just yeah just yesterday I seen like a Spanish couple you know what I'm saying do you, but do you ever come up to them and say how you how you how yeah you, of course how I speak to them nah, that, I just yeah. how I do a lot of people be like TikTok a lot of people be like they live local always ride past they right. just want to see the sign and that's why I lead back up to the name so. I feel like everybody growing up, no matter what color you are or whatever, their parents told stop you stop stop smacking your 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 mouth while you eat your food. You know, mm-hmm. close your mouth while you eat your food, so they can relate to it. So they want to come and get that feel, that taste of the food. That's what I'm saying. That's the difference between us and like twelve stories or a lot of like people. I watch the internet, so people always be comparing us to like they be seeing like reels and TikToks. People compare us to. Like Brooklyn Lounge or like Ninth Street. Yeah, y'all too different. Yeah, we yeah, different. Like we, different. They, don't, they don't even have because because with them, their their main thing is selling the vibe. Y'all main thing is selling the food. selling the food. Is Alex? So don't compare us to Rose Bowl. Yeah. Compare us, like we <laughs> might have we might have the same energy. girls right, and yeah. energy of the music, right. but our main purpose we is giving food. y'all salmon and. Right. And and greens and asparagus and broccoli and shit. <laughs> they give me y'all probably some Bobby. wings yeah. and, a, and a bottle. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they only open from 10, 10 to 3 in the morning. Like, right. we open at 1 o'clock during the day. So, it was a different vibe. Every four hours is a different vibe. It's a different traffic of people. Somebody coming in, somebody coming out. So, it's a whole different like ball game, really. And I feel like from the outside of people, they don't know that. You know what I'm saying? They just compare, like, oh, I worked in a restaurant before. This house should be around. Or, like, nah, they had their way. We have our way. You know what I'm saying? We created our own lane. So what's the one thing we want to know? What's one thing that you're working on? I feel like I, I can have a nonchalant personality at times, which can, like, be good for me and hurt me at the same time. So I'm working on that to just... I ain't gonna say take things more serious because I, I take it serious and you just might not get a reaction out of me. But sometimes you might need that reaction. That's something I am working on. I don't know the word for it, but I'm a nonchalant person. So I'm trying to be, when it matters, to show like more, to be more attentive to to the reaction. But it also could be a good thing too, though. I don't let things just break me. You know what I'm saying? I don't take everything personally. Just some things people might blow out of proportion. I just like it's not that serious, you know. What I'm saying? Like <laughs> we're gonna get past it. Like man, man, stuff worse. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just life. Like things you just can't avoid. So I don't really let that shit bother me. 
because I've already been through a lot of stuff. So it's nothing that really can make me fold. Like, and I'm a, I believe in God heavy, you know what I'm saying? So certain situations, I think I just be like, it's, it's, I'm gonna get through this shit. Like, it might feel like the end today. You go to sleep tomorrow's a whole new day and new opportunities. You might get that phone new call. Blessings. It's a new, new blessings. New blessing. All right. Everything new. Every day. Once you wake up, like when you wake up another day, it's a, it's a whole new stock. Yeah. A whole new stock. So whatever was made your day bad yesterday, or that person, that phone call you got to ruin your day, they might call back again. And be like, hey, look, we gonna we gonna we gonna I apologize. We gonna work this out. We gonna give you this payment plan. We gonna do this for you. Like it's never the end. And despite. Like everything is man made, so it's always a way around something. Like even if you owe money or you're in debt, any of that type shit, like it's a glitch. Yeah, you can you can <laughs> you can figure it out. You can find a way <laughs> to, get to, to get around it or get on that payment plan or whatever. But communication is key too though. Like you can't be afraid to ask for help. You can't be afraid to just speak your mind, like that Communicate think well. You gotta communicate. You think do I communicate well? I think I think I'm a good communicator. I think I can sometimes I need to be more aggressive with my communication. Yeah. I, feel I fly like. I fly I got I communicate, all right. I'm starting to open up more. You know what I mean? Sometimes I just be like, man, all right, fuck it, I just take care of yeah. it. It depends it depends on the situation. Like some things need to be communicated, especially like in the business world, you got a business partner, like you gotta really tell Everything that's going on, so they be on the same page and be ready to handle whatever's about to come because it's gonna come the whole team. So everybody gotta be ready for what's coming. Um, Is y'all team gotta communicate effectively with your team? I think we're pretty good. If if something wasn't communicated, if like what happens in the dark come to light, like it's gonna eventually come out, and you won't have to communicate about it. and speak up to why you didn't say something about that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, communication is very powerful. And even see with just family and friends, like you just like if you need help, yeah, speak up, say it. Or close mouths don't get fed. You never know. Like I say if your face call you, you got respect. You never know what that they they watch they watch you too. So you never know what somebody will do for you. As you said that too, you never know who watching. Right. Somebody always watching. Some, always. Yeah, people, everybody watching. Like, you got something going on, you know what I'm saying? Even if you don't got something going on, niggas watching. Yeah, even. Neighbors you, and all. Neighbors and all. Nah, even, yeah, even if you don't got that's that's why you gotta keep, still keep a good name for yourself right, because. Right, it's all about uh, keeping that good name. Yeah, you gotta have face card. Got How you build your face card up by keeping it clean? Like, somebody that's just wanting to do good, just good business. Or if even, um, so say if so say if you doing good business, but you know everybody make mistakes. So say if you made a mistake, how do you, how would you clean up your face card? Let's communicate. Just being honest. Yeah, being honest, communicate. Trust like I, I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like I was. You do that too, a lot. Move too fast. You just tell about you fucked up. You ain't scared to tell about you fucked up. At not at at 31, no, nah, I feel like this is mad time. Like you got, <laughs> it is what it is. Like right. you, you gotta be ready for. Yo, yo, yeah, and what's your definition of mad times, right? We, we, we want to know that. What's your definition? My definition of mad times, um, just being honest, straightforward, outgoing, bold, not picking fights. You got just giving giving your all to something, handing your responsibilities, taking care of your people, taking care of your family, 
looking out for people genuinely. Like even today, like I gave, I know this Spanish worker. He worked hard. He don't work for me though. He he worked on a building next door to mine. He worked hard, and I had a brand new like you know how you buy like a cologne selection be like lotion, cologne, yeah. stuff like that, body wash. It was brand new. I just gave it to him just because I know he worked hard. He probably. He gonna remember that shit, you know what I'm saying? So even the, the Spanish that's, community, that's thing. and that's how you get blessings too, though. When you give, you shall receive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it don't happen today, it'll happen one day down the line for real. For you know, he like he don't know I'd really be watching him. So that's what I'm saying. You know, every day he working, he got a nice attitude. Like he be like, how you he don't even know you watching him. I feel like. <laughs> people be having this perspective on black people like we like some big bad wolves yeah. and shit you know what I'm saying I just want to show them like we we nice Those cause people, we in yeah. the city like uptown up, like it's, it's it's definitely gritty up there you know what I'm saying it's rough so you, you saying like you seeing junkies all day you seeing drug dealers and shootouts all this stuff and you from a different country you probably saying like damn it's rough as shit out here you know what I'm saying but I want to show like it's, it's good people out here too you know what I'm saying so Gotta look out for people, man. Even if sometimes you might not have it, you know what I'm saying. But if you do, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Are you always show love when I come? And that's just like I said, it just goes back to just hospitality, you know what I'm saying. And I I've been treated well by certain people of a stature. Like they show me like how how to treat people when you know what I'm saying. When you the host, like it's what you gotta do, you know what I'm saying. You won't give away some even when you first start out your brand and stuff, your merch. You got shirts or whatever. You got to get some shit for free. You got to give it away. Some people be so into themselves. Like, I put all this money into it. This good quality. This ain't no regular quality. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people don't, they don't care. Like, what, what's going to make me buy this shit that's different from everybody else? Shit? You got to see other people in that shit. So, what? Stop smacking. What you distinguish y'all brand, y'all restaurant from all the other? I mean, the name, the name. I feel like the name out the gate, like, I feel like I ain't want to come up with a cliche name. Like, it could have been Drizzy Sports Bar or, <laughs> like, Lux or something. Like, just the typical names, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the name is unorthodox. It's an incomplete sentence, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, stop smacking. Even when people ask, like, what's the right name of your restaurant? I'm like, stop smacking. They got to double back, like, what? Yeah, stop smacking. Like, but your grandma, you said, then they start smiling, you know what I'm saying? So... I think the name, because they never had the food, you know what I'm saying? The local people who did support the movement, yeah, they had the food, but a way broader audience like of people. It's still people I'm trying to still tap in with. I want to get more Virginia people. I want to get more Montgomery County people. Do you go home and study on how to do it? Nah, for sure. Are you trying different things? I, I definitely study other restaurants. I ask other bigger restaurants, people I know I work at bigger restaurants, so... Own restaurants and stuff before, like, what did you do? And some people be like, I ain't do shit. This shit just click, you know what I'm saying? Like, they be like, they be telling me stuff that I'm already knowing. They be like, yeah, TikTok big right now. And I said, like, all right, we already got millions of views on that shit, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's why I said, branding the image, like, I, I do need to renovate to attract a different audience. So, I, I mean, I, I, but I'm in I give it's a, it's a good. It gives off luxury. It ain't like it's a nah, I feel like when you come, you play the bar. And the bar is different. I want my dining room to just be a little more sleep. That's it. Nah, I'm not what? doing something, nothing too major. It's just 
it's little things like a dining room table, chairs. It's, it's, it's things that just, you go certain places, even like Harlem, like, they, yeah, 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 yeah. You just trying to yeah. Harley, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted just more of a vibe. It's a vibe already, but I'm going to enhance the vibe. I'm going to enhance that shit. It's always and it's going to be an undeniable vibe. Like, Harley, you step on Harley, it's an undeniable vibe. The food is okay, you know what I'm saying? Hooga but trash. They got electric hookah. Right. So, if you're already coming for the name, stop smacking, and then the food is smacking, and then the ambiance of being in the joint like that is like, you're going to be in that top 10. You know what I'm saying? And people already be comparing us to these restaurants and stuff that have been around for years and all that. We've only been open for a year. To be compared, I be seeing tweets. So I be reposting all the tweets and all that stuff. I be seeing people compare you us to- You always do that. That's what I say. You, you, to you bands. Oh. I seen if somebody put, somebody said, should I go to Capital Grill Happy Hour or Stop Smacking Happy Hour? And, they, and then somebody responded after that, Stop Smacking. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? That's you can you compare me to a fast style restaurant, you know what I'm saying? So every restaurant has has its own if I had to if I had to say like who was our competition, I think like Harlot, like Victory, you know what I'm saying? Like we we all in the similar lanes. You know, so I don't look at them as competition because it's like a McDonald's and Wendy's type of situation. We bounce off each other. You gotta give people options. Right. Anything you want to tell them? What's up? You want to get off your chest? Oh shit! Just stop smacking Miami. Coming soon, you know. That's that's the that's on the top of the list, high priority list. Stop smacking Miami. Rental properties. I'm looking to take over Miami for real. That's my happy place. That's my piece at. You know what I'm saying? You want Miami? I'm gonna take over Miami, huh? Oh, for Miami, I'm gonna be on my. My silk shirts are every day half button <laughs> coming outside when the sunset. Love like, it, man. I see that for you, man. Coming from Miami. It. After Miami, I'm gonna do stop smacking LA. And then I'm done with the stop smacking brand. Then you gonna do something else? Yeah, club playground. Playground gonna come. That's lit right there. Oh um, <laughs> I already got that whole that whole build yeah, out that's, that's in my head. Yeah, that whole build out is in my head. Yeah, you said it's crazy. So, don't want to do a club too, but uh, so, I, I got a vision for a club. Yeah, I want to yeah, do yeah. some, 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 yeah, 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 the, the, the jacuzzis uh, in the joint. I want to bring a little bit of like this is joint out Jersey. Yeah, jacuzzis. They got um, cabanas and shit. It's a, it's a, it's a big ass inside. I think it's called Barcode. I can't I think of the name joint. right now. But we used to joint. go out that joint, man. Joint. Went out that and we've been out that joint a few times. That joint nice as shit. Right. Nice and shit. We went out, man. Yeah, I want to take high performances. Like what he's saying, like take a a bunch of different ideas from other clubs and put it in one. Plus my ideas. It's gonna be like I want to bring Vegas and Miami to DC. We need it. Yeah, and I feel like we had it. It was just before our time. Like Ibiza was one of those spots. Ibiza had a rooftop, a Latino room, a reggae room, a main room, then a celebrity room, then the upstairs like balconies was. Like, that shit's before his time. Like, they all condos now, so they selling the <laughs> property. You know what I'm saying? Love. Love had a rooftop, three three levels. Like, the biggest club right now is probably Park. And Park don't even really push to be a club like that right now. It so pushes a lot of food, yeah. Um, Mayflower nice, but it's more so I don't think it's big EDM. Than Mayflower big. You think it's, I don't think the, I don't think the club? I mean, I mean, I'm talking the name. Not a club. I'm talking the size. Well, the size is big. The name I say is big. It's not big for the hip hop community. They don't really push hip hop, but they they selling out like for their crowd. 
They selling out. And then Bliss, but that's kind of like, I f- like they made their name kind of like Ratchet. You think you know Bliss bigger than Rosebar? I'm talking about Sass. Oh, all right, Sass I'm talking Sass. about Sass. mega, like these considered mega clubs. That's what they call the mega Sass. clubs. Rosebar, they made the they made their brand to where like you got to spend money in this little space to get in. You know what I'm saying? Like St. E's, small space. Abigail, small space. Like, and then they popping like one or two days out the week. So I don't really got open all the time. They making six figures on Friday and Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you got to build to get there. So I'm trying to get there out the gate. It's endless clubs. You ride past that's not doing nothing. Like lounges and shit. Like they're not doing nothing. They just got the money to open the joints. Like they don't have no face behind that shit. So you are owner and you got a face behind it. That's why Stop Smacking kind of jumped off. It jumped off like it did because we got my partner Nunu. Team takeover, AU coach, one of the biggest AU teams in the United States. NBA players, long list of NBA players, D1 college students. And you got me, playground entertainment from DC to Richmond. Like, I had things, you know what I'm saying, in motion. And then people behind the scenes who support us, you know what I'm saying? My business partner, Suit with the studio, you know what I'm saying? Everybody had a solid name behind themselves, so it just looked good on paper. Like like the Lakers, you know what I'm saying? Like you got every day, like everybody on paper just it just looked good. So we had high expectations. And I got one more question too, I wanna know. So when something don't go well, so say you know what I mean, you say you got rid of the studio. Right. Was that like a was it like a did you feel like that was a step a setback, you know what I mean? Because you like that was a nah. step forward from you getting revenue, but do you feel like damn I had to I had to let it go? Do you feel nah, like cause it's not forever. Like I know that I could go open up a studio tomorrow. Like I know what to do. I like I gain the knowledge of how to open a studio, how to run a studio, where I messed up at, you know what I'm saying? Like I I know the ins and outs of it, so and it wouldn't be no stop smacking if it wasn't from the studio. A studio and a restaurant comparing it, I feel like the restaurant like up here, you know what I'm saying? So it was just a step that was a stepping stone. That was like a, I feel like a different chapter in my life and then I wanna open up another studio but it's just going to be straight for videography and photography. I'm not going to really focus on music. It's just going to be music videos, movies, commercials, like just just production. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what we, that's crazy. That's what we, that's and podcasts, too. Turn this joint to just production. Shooting here. People yeah. in the room could do something. You know what I mean? Just yeah, the more, the more options, the more money. Right. So, like, even I had a green screen, white screen. I didn't done a little bit earlier. We had sipping paints. Multiple pop-up shops. I had people inquire to do fashion shows. Damn near a club setting <laughs> up in that giant like like with the right the right people, you could turn really nothing into something and and bring different creativity. The things you might not even think about that it was creative space. So there's other visionaries and, and creators that's coming that's going to bring your shit to life like you're not even thinking about it. like dang like I ain't even something small like having a ladder in the joint to to do something like elevation elevate you yeah so now nah, the studio definitely that wasn't a setback the, the thing that hurt me most about the studio was the merle we did in the joint oh, yeah, that joint was sweet so I feel like the merle was like that DC Merle was yeah, like yeah it was like a representation of the area you know what why I'm saying? you don't put that in the smacking that's why that's why I like that 
I had a room with that mirror just there. And I was thinking about, in our back room, I was thinking about doing something like, you know how good times is? Yeah. You know how good times, they got that little pan, and the people like having fun. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about getting some pan like that and stop smacking like in our back room by the DJ booth. But um, I don't like to say, it's reno- renovations for Stop Smacking definitely coming, coming very soon. Stay tuned, y'all. Stop Smacking Miami coming soon. Stop Smacking Stay Express tuned. about to open back up. Food truck coming. About to tap into this real estate. And yeah, we just we just grind to kick our feet up, live peaceful, and disappear, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's beautiful right there. I like that, Jesse. We thank you for coming, man. Appreciate it, man. Got a hell of a story, man. Fuck with it.